0: Hi, this is Anna, and here at WNYC, the Death, Sex, and Money team is celebrating June as Podcast Appreciation Month, or PAM for short. It's the time of year when we ask you to think about what you love and appreciate about podcasts and what it takes to make them here at WNYC. So I'm asking you to make a donation, and I ask for help from some of your fellow listeners who've already donated to Death, Sex, and Money. My name is Ellen, and I live in Mount Kisco, New York.
1: This is Clyde from the world's most livable city, Melbourne, Australia. This
0: is
2: Rachel from middle of nowhere, China.
1: Hey, my name is John, and I'm from Oakland, California.
0: I'm halfway through a bike ride and um, listen to your latest episode.
2: Anytime I listen to one, I <laughs> write an email to somebody saying, you have to listen to this. The first
1: episode I heard was Chaz Ebert talking about her relationship with uh, Roger.
0: I guess my favorite episode would have to go back to uh, Diane late last year. as a a parent of three sons, the eldest of which has severe autism. It
1: made me feel like maybe it's safe to accept what comes and that life is giving us what we need in every moment uh, if we're willing to accept it. That's why I decided to support the show, because of interviews like that. And uh, you've got a badass name and logo. To you and the team, Anna, keep up great work. I
2: can't wait for the next notification of a new episode to pop up
1: in my stream.
0: Help us keep popping up in your podcast stream. Visit deathsexmoney.org slash donate, or you can just text the letters DSM to 69866. It's easy, it's really quick, and it really does make a difference for us. Thanks so much, and happy Pam,
1: y'all before, I didn't really care about giving my number to someone. I actually probably rather give my number in hopes of getting a job or, like, making a new friend. But now I have to kind of close myself off. That was really, really hard for me. This is Death,
0: Sex, and Money. I find you very attractive. Do you find me attractive? The show from WNYC about the things we think about a lot.
2: We have to We can't take her to the hospital because her dad's running for Congress.
0: And need to talk about more. Uh, The the money's not here. I'm in a sale. When actor Danielle Brooks graduated from Juilliard, she was anxious to start auditioning.
1: When I got out of school, all my agent is sending me in for is like funny black women or the angry black woman. And that's like not what I'm interested in at all.
0: She's now 26 years old. Within a year of finishing college, Danielle was working on the hit series Orange is the New Black. She plays an inmate everybody knows as Tasty.
1: Cause my pussy be delicious. Look like at that Phyllis nutritious, like a Clinton is ambitious. You wanna mess with all that? Please, and even please, tasty. You said, you First thing I notice, of course, is that she's in prison. Black woman, I'm like, oh Lord. I don't want to do this. Do I want to do this? I need the money. Okay, let me try to see if I can do this. (laughs) But then I read the script, and that's when I realized that's the kind of projects I want to be a part of because they're willing to make real human beings. So for me, it's not even about playing a stereotype because if you're a good actor, I think you can go further than that.
0: As a kid in Greenville, South Carolina, Danielle says she wasn't really aware of those stereotypes.
1: It was very diverse. What I loved about being in elementary school is not even thinking about color and race and all of that kind of stuff didn't even cross my mind, you know. Um, I do remember, like, liking this boy when I was, like, five in, like, uh, pre-K Telling my mom how I liked him and stuff. And and the boy told me that he couldn't date me. And um, later on, come to find out, my mother saw the little boy and then she realized why he was saying, yeah, yeah, I can't date you. And it was because he was white. And I was like, I didn't think anything of it, but... I, that was the first, and, and I even remember now. It's funny how all these memories come back when you start talking about things, but I even remember being in elementary school and a boy called me the N word, a white boy called me the N word. And I remember being crushed by it and going, finding the first black teacher I could find and be like, he called me the N word. And she, like, he got suspended for two days. And I was like, yes, justice has been served (laughs) in third grade.
0: (laughs) But you knew you had to find the black teacher.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. I do remember that.
0: When Danielle was growing up, her mom ran an after-school program from their house, then became a full-time school teacher. Her dad served in the military and eventually took a job at a BMW manufacturing plant. Money was tight. But Danielle says her parents never let it show.
1: My parents uh, were middle class, um, very much uh, trying to get on their feet, uh, trying to uh, build themselves up, but struggling. Like, my mom's car would break down all the time on the side of the road. And I remember her just praying for it to start, you know. And my dad had a truck that <laughs> he that he like like you you didn't have to have a key to start it you know what I mean like so but they were they were so uh, striving um, to to make it and uh, they did you know they definitely did at the end of the day
0: they raised their kids in a Christian household Danielle's mother is also a minister her father's a deacon.
1: My mom still has videos my dad just sent me videos of me when I was in the church choir and I was a hot mess because you were so moved by the music No moved by the music and just a 5 year old that was rambunctious <laughs> and had no spatial awareness at all. The videos are quite hilarious. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. I loved going. They taught me how to sing. They taught me how to speak. I didn't know what a monologue was, um, you know, they, we had oratorical contests, and we would basically have to give, they would give us a scripture or something, and you would have to kind of build your own mini-sermon and, and give it to the congregation. They really taught me the basics of what I now do.
0: Danielle's parents noticed how much their daughter enjoyed performing. Her mom enrolled her in middle and high schools for the performing arts. And when she was 15, Danielle won a free trip to New York City.
1: Because um, Bravo, the TV network, they were looking for young kids to promote diversity. And they, like, taught us how to make these videos, like, one-minute videos.
0: Her dad went with her to New York, and he took Danielle to her first Broadway show. He picked The Color Purple, a musical based on the Alice Walker book about Black women in the 1930s South
1: because to him, that's the only, I'm sure, that was the only one that was relatable at the time. He's like, yes, black people, you got to see this. And I, and I remember um, sitting there in the mezzanine um, and just with my hands on my chin and being so incredibly moved by it. Just like, wow, there's people that look like me on this stage. Do you
0: remember how your dad responded to seeing you see the color purple?
1: Yes. He didn't care. <laughs> he, well, my dad is a big man. And the seats in the theater are very small. And he was so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable to the point that he actually, during intermission, stood in the back because he was like, I can't do this. My knees hurt. And I was like, well, you go do you, and I'm going to sit right here and have this extra space because you decided to leave and enjoy myself.
0: (laughs) Danielle returned to Greenville and her arts high school with a clear goal, to get back to New York.
1: And A year later, I auditioned for Juilliard, not knowing anything about it. Um, The only thing I knew was all of the black girls that were in the classes above me, they were all getting into Juilliard. So I was like, I don't know what this is, but all the chocolate girls are getting into this place and everybody's saying it's the best spot. So I'm going to just try it. (laughs) And that's (laughs) how it happened. I ended up just trying it out and I made it. Coming up, how success has forced Danielle
0: to rethink her
1: relationships, including dating
0: in her 20s.
1: I'm in a position where people want something from me and I'm having to put a guard up, especially being this chick from South Carolina who really enjoys being hospitable. Hey everyone, this
2: is Death, Sex, and Money producer Katie Bishop. I know normally you don't hear my voice during this part of the show, but Anna has a pretty good excuse for why she's not here today. Let's get her on the line. Hello. How are you? Good. Are you four days into motherhood now? I
3: am four days into motherhood and I just, um, I just came into this room to talk to you on the phone and saw a mosquito flying around and I my like mama bear instincts just like total I was like you will not bite my child and I just like swatted it and killed it in the middle of the air. I wow. Felt very
2: you, effective. You're superhuman now. <laughs> so you're you are in your house in Wyoming Mm-hmm. with this brand new baby girl. Is she and she's like awake and looking around or what's she doing right now? She is. She's having her mid-morning snack. Uh huh. Great. This little girl June likes to eat. I love that you picked out the name June. It makes me really happy.
3: I my mom is out here, and her name is June, and so it's been really cool to see the two Junes together. Yeah.
2: Were you surprised that it was a little girl and not a little boy? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> after the entire we were, office was convinced it was a boy.
3: Yeah, we were um we cuz the thing that's so bizarre about a C section is you are behind this drape and I can I can feel like tugging but I can't, you know, I don't really know what's going on. And then all of a sudden they just drop the drape and there's this child after like <laughs> God, what like, a about, like show. 2 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was like so fast and so Arthur said, it's a girl. Oh, my word. <laughs> and, then, and then we just sort of, like, took a few minutes to get used to the idea.
2: Oh, and my We brought gosh. over to us. Yeah. Well, we have some business to take care of on this phone call, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I figured we should tell people how this summer is going to work. Yes. The plan is, we've been working really hard all spring— And we recorded a lot of interviews, and for the next couple of months, we're going to be airing those episodes. And then toward the end of the summer, um, we're going to have some guest-hosted episodes, and we'll tell people more about those as we get closer.
3: I'm so excited for those.
2: And people will keep hearing from you once in a while, too, because we'll be checking in with you throughout the summer.
3: Yeah, I'm on maternity leave, which is very important work, but I also, um, you know, want to keep in touch.
2: Good. Well, tell June I say hi. I will. Do you mind if I tell people what's coming up on the next episode of Death, Sex, and Money? Please. On the next episode, we go inside a planned parenthood clinic in New York City.
1: I've been coming here basically my whole adult sexual life.
2: And talk with the patients who rely on their services, from STD tests to abortions. You know, people are like, what are you in for?
0: With what seems like an endless amount of information at our fingertips, we tend to forget that wondering about things is really part of the journey to finding answers we're looking for. So when it comes to the hot topics of Israel, Judaism, and Zionism, there's so much to wonder about right now that it's hard to know where to turn. Enter the latest weekly podcast from Unpacked, Wondering Jews with Michal and Noam. Join hosts and educator extraordinaires Michal Biton and Noam Weissman as they tackle these topics and the uncomfortable questions that surround them with the goal of working towards the answers, together with their listeners. No matter where you're from, if you've ever wondered about anything, this is the podcast for you. So check it out. Subscribe to Wondering Jews with Michal and Noam on your favorite podcast app today. Wondering Jews is brought to you by Unpacked, a division of Open Door Media. This is Death, Sex, and Money from WNYC. I'm Anna Sale. After Danielle Brooks graduated from Juilliard in 2011, she moved in with another Juilliard graduate. They shared the rent and the bills.
1: And we actually auditioned for a lot of the same things. When
0: Danielle didn't land a role, she had to find other ways to make money, including braiding her roommate's hair
1: for a part Danielle didn't get because they didn't have someone that knew how to cornrow. So I would cornrow her hair for $20 or $25 every time. <laughs> like, I was, like, trying to make this money. So Uh-oh. you didn't
0: get you didn't get cast in the play, and then you had to ask your roommate to give you cash to do her hair.
1: Yeah. Well, she asked them, was it okay if I did her hair? Um, so she kind of looked out for me and was like, hey, look, they're not doing my hair well. I know you can braid my hair. Why not? Let's make a deal. Did you have student
0: loans when you finished school?
1: Yes, I did. I had a lot of student loans. It's funny, the only reason I was able to attend Juilliard was at the time my godmother had passed away. And she ended up leaving me $20,000 for my um, education. And so that was just enough for us to pay, start paying for the first year because my parents um, at the time weren't able to save money for me to go. And so when I came out of school, it was very stressful because I was now 21 and did not have a job. Um, and nor did I have any jobs before to say, hey, I've had experience. So it was a struggle to um, figure that out. But I'm a hustler, <laughs> and so I found ways to hustle. And, I I mean, I was a dog walker. I babysat. I ended up getting a job at Fred's Restaurant, which I was horrible at. I couldn't even open a bottle of wine. <laughs> It was bad. But they hired me and kept me because I was chocolate. And they needed that diversity. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Fred's Restaurant. Then it is true. But that's okay, because it kept me working. (laughs) To me, the actor's years is just like dog years. It can feel like forever. Like, when you don't have a job, it can feel like forever. But it's really not.
0: In Danielle's case, success came fast. When she auditioned for Orange is the New Black, she was initially hired for just two episodes. But producers took notice of her. So did the audience.
1: Thirteen hours after it had aired, my life had changed. Because in the course of 13 hours, people consumed these characters. And the minute I stepped on the street, it was... God, God, I think that's that's the girl. That's that's her. And it got intense. It was very intense um, on both ends of, where it was pretty cool. You go to a restaurant and someone's like, hey, I got your drink or I'll take care of the meal. And you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. And then it's, Hard because you also aren't making enough money to get a car every day. So you're riding the train and these girls, teenage girls, are like, oh, my God, it's tasty. And they leave you on the train as they exit. And you're left for four stops with people staring at you. (laughs) Like It's like not
0: cool. Not long after the first season of Orange came out, Danielle started getting more calls. She was the first black actress to appear in the show Girls.
1: I am a lesbian. I think.
0: She also played Aziz Ansari's foul-mouthed manager on Master of None.
1: I'm trying to get this money. I'm trying to get this friend's money. And you fucking it up. I'm not trying to fuck up your friend's money. You better not fuck up my friend's money.
0: And Danielle's currently starring on Broadway in the revival of The Color Purple. She plays Sophia, a role originated in the movie version by Oprah Winfrey. When
1: Danielle was nominated for a Tony this
0: year, Oprah sent her a congratulatory
1: tweet. I feel like sometimes it sounds like this fake fairy tale or like, oh, how convenient <laughs> is it that she's like, the color purple, like, happened to be the first play, yeah, yeah. Like, but no, it legit was.
0: Danielle performs in eight shows a week on Broadway.
1: And I've been shooting Orange, too.
0: So some days, Danielle works a double shift to do both. On set in the morning, on stage
1: at night. Oh, you better learn how to fight back While you You show him girls And beat back that job
0: Do you expect to make more money this year or last year?
1: Oh, this year, definitely. We about to roll. We about to be rolling dirty. <laughs> No, we every year we going up, 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 up in every way.
0: <laughs> have you have you paid off your student loans now?
1: Yes, I have. When yes, when did you write your last I check? I wrote my last check this year. Actually, uh, I want to say it was in February. Uh, I wrote off a check for about nineteen thousand dollars, and I was like, I am done with you. Um that's so, like
0: that is paying your student loans off with a bang and it's to write a crazy. nineteen thousand
1: dollars. And to then when you look back and like when I first told you, like even for me to go to Juilliard, my godmother gave me twenty thousand and to now pay that last bit and it'd be close to the same number is pretty cool. Like it it feels amazing.
0: <laughs> what do you enjoy spending money on now?
1: Oh man. I'm very much about saving. My dad has done an incredible job of teaching me how to save my money and be wise with my money. So when I do spend, it's more so like on vacations and stuff. I invest a lot in my career, honestly, like publicists and, like, stylists and agents and managers, they cost, you know? So I do put a lot into um, my career. As far
0: as the choices you make in terms of your career, are you aware that your parents are observing the roles and the things that you're willing to do?
1: Yes, girl, yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, like I said, my background is in the church, but... um, That doesn't mean that I can't have my own opinions about certain subjects and things. I'm just now starting to be okay with that. Like, for the first time in an interview, I talked about what it was like to have sex Uh, And just saying that is weird to me, but, like, even in the conversation, I was like, oh, my gosh, my mom's going to hear this, you know. What did you say in that interview? (laughs) I did this thing for Ebony Magazine talking about body image, and they were wanting to know how we related to our bodies in the way of sex. And my parents know that I have been sexually active, but that's something they definitely don't want to hear or let the church hear or whatever. But, you know, let's be real. All of us have. I remember... I had this uh, teacher, Bible study teacher, who, like, scared the bejesus out of us about having sex because she was like, anyone that enters you, they become a part of you. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just not ready for this. So I didn't lose my opportunity until college. But, like, <laughs> I just remember, like, being there and the lights dim, or whatever, and saying to him, like, with just my underwear on, I was like, just be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, once we got into it, you would have thought I had sex for years the way I was talking.
3: <laughs> forget gentle.
1: I know, but it's turned out very, like, let's just be gentle. Oh, no, forget that. And basically, like, the month after college, I was like, let's get it on.
0: (laughs) What's it been like to try to figure out how to date and be in relationships when you
1: (laughs) are a public figure? Lordy, it's been hard. It's been hard. Like, my last relationship felt so, like, me being used in a lot of ways. Like, they just wanted to be a part of that fame. And that was really challenging. Uh, So I was not looking for love. And then it kind of found me. And that has been a beautiful thing. And I'm with someone who definitely does not make me feel that way that I did before and really is there for me. And um, we're taking it very slow. Which I think is good, and he's a man, so I don't have to, you know, it's not dealing with the child. What are you? What are you learning about sex at
0: this point in your
1: life? This thing that I'm in now, it's that it's more to it. Like I always, I've had made love before, but I think where I was before getting into this relationship was like I really just wanted to have sex. I didn't want to be in love, but he wanted that. And it was, I'm like, oh, realizing it's okay to allow yourself love, um, even when you're scared of it. And that sex can be more than just physical, or love can be definitely more than physical. Like, we we do just enjoy, like, talking to each other. And, like, to me, that makes me orgasm sometimes. You're Not physically, of course, but, like... have a mental orgasm when we spend hours in bed just talking Like, is amazing to me, Um, especially to find that in a man. um, Because women, we just do that. (laughs) You know, it's pretty awesome.
0: Danielle Brooks. She's in the latest season of Orange is the New Black. You can also still catch her on Broadway in The Color Purple through November. Death, Sex, and Money is a listener-supported production of WNYC Studios. The team includes Katie Bishop, Chester Jesus Soria, Emily Botin, Hannah McCarthy, and Andrew Dunn. The Reverend John DeLore and Steve Lewis wrote our theme music. I'm on Twitter at Anna Sale. The show is at Death, Sex Money. You can see a video of little Danielle in her church choir on our website at DeathSexMoney.org. We think she has much more spatial awareness than she gives herself credit for. And definitely check out Danielle on Instagram, where she's documented her workout sessions, photo shoots, and her fashion runway debut with the hashtag
1: #VoiceOfTheCurves. of the curves. It's really challenging being in a business where it's hard to fucking find can I close on this show? Fucking find clothes. It's hard. And it's getting easier, but, like, we're just now getting fat keenies, okay? Like, like that is just now trending.
0: I'm Anna Sale, and this is Death, Sex, and Money from WNYC.